0: Rachel, come on. Come on. You, you gotta give me another chance. No. Rachel, come on. Look, I know how you must... No, you don't, Ross. Imagine the worst things you think about yourself. Now, how would you feel if the one person that you trusted the most in the world not only thinks them too, but actually uses them as reasons not to be with you? Oh, but... But... See, I want to be with you in spite of all those things. Oh, well, that's, that's mighty big of you, Ross. You know what, if, if things were the other way around, there is nothing you could put on a list that would, that would ever make me not want to be with you. Well, then I guess that's the difference between us. See, I'd never make a
1: list.
2: Hey, everyone ever, and welcome to a glorified bonus episode of 20th Century Pop. And if you're like me, Tim Blevins, you don't have HBO Max. Therefore, you might be finding yourself missing that staple of 1990s television, NBC's Friends. But I'll tell you what you and I are not missing. And it's an element to that show that actually kept us coming back week after week, season after season, right up through its 2002 finale. Um, Early on, on this podcast, Bob and I took a deep look at this unfortunate change of opinion, and so today, I were reposting most of that episode from August 31st, 2017, wherein we inhaled the fumes of a toxic relationship between Rachel Green and that awful Ross.
0: The, the main crux of friends, I
2: think, for a lot of people
0: uh, would be the Ross and Rachel relationship, which is established... Right at the beginning, in the pilot episode, uh, mm-hmm. that Ross has always had a uh, a love for Rachel. And Rachel was... Uh, would you call was... it a love
1: or would you call it a crush
0: that he well, had? I, I, you know, I guess you could call it a crush. But the show, I think, establishes that it was bigger than that. It was stronger mm-hmm. than that. Um, it wasn't just a crush I guess it was a crush at the beginning, but as they got to know each other again or re- get reacquainted as, as she moved into the circle, um, it became quickly that crush was rekindled. But then also as he got to know her and they actually became friends, um, it was a, a deep
1: love, I think. Which is realistic. Some of that's realistic anyways. I mean, when I think about, yeah, people from high school, and when you touch base with them again, I think a lot of times you can sort of swoop in and you become friends once you untether yourself from your past like I think in the in the context of the show Rachel was Monica's best friend growing up Ross I think is a year or two older I think it's established that he's two years older but I could be wrong on that so I think when they were in high school I guess he did have this crush but their paths didn't cross in such a way where they were friends and I think in the pilot episode we're introduced Rachel is coming to their group having not been part of their group and, you know, the group consisting of Joey, Chandler, Monica, and and, and Ross and Phoebe. And she kind of comes into it and then her and Ross kind of rekindle a little bit of a friendship. And actually in that very first episode, which is where we, we learn about Ross's crush on Rachel, he does actually act on it a little bit. He asks her out, doesn't he, in that episode? Uh, I th- I think it was
0: really way. early on. It was if it wasn't that episode, it was the next episode. But yeah, could, yeah that episode really he asked, re- "Would it be okay if I asked you out sometime?" He says, "Yeah, yeah." And she says, "Yes." And he says, "Yeah, well, maybe I will." And
1: mm-hmm. then he doesn't for a long time. But it sets up kind of a structure, and and it's interesting because I think it's a, you know, Friends is an an ensemble. Look, I, we should get right to to the spoiler too. But, but um, <clears throat> Friends is an ensemble. There's six characters. We all know the characters. And, and, and ideally, they're all likable. They're all played by very likable actors and actresses, performers. So the show should be able to kind of weave its one, two, and three ABC plots, whatever you want to call it. ABC Mouse. That's you ever see those commercials? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I ABC see those mouse. a lot.
0: Yeah. I have kids. How are you seeing the ABC Mouse commercials? Oh, they
1: air them during kids' programming. Yeah. But um, the sitcoms have an A an A-plot. Currently, I'm smoking a pot of something. Uh, A plots, B plots, and C plots, meaning the the, the plots of the episodes. And so with six characters, you would hope that those plot lines would interweave, but also exchange. Like sometimes you'd have a Phoebe episode. Sometimes you have a Chandler and Joey episode or a Monica episode. So it's an ensemble. But the show is structured quickly out of the gate as being about Will, Ross, and Rachel get together. There's tension, this anticipation, this excitement for... Will he tell her how he feels? Will she react well? And that's not something that's that's that new. That's an interesting, and fun kind of um, screwball <coughs> comedy setup, sitcom setup. I mean, that that's a that's an ongoing archetype. And I think yeah, the one right. that I always think of, even before Friends aired, is that in the eighties um, there was a show called Cheers, and we had sort of this what people always talked about Sam and Diane, the Sam and Diane yeah. dynamic, you know, the sort of a loud and abrasive, will they or won't they relationship where they flirt, but they also fight they're together. Then they're apart. And it was very engaging and, and very powerful on the show. Cause that show, I don't know. I feel like a lot of TV shows following cheers tried to mimic that, you know, moonlighting comes sure. to mind. Um, anything but love, which is the show I love that I talk about a lot. They did it. And a lot of these shows kind of faltered when they tried to do it, when they tried to create this romantic tension. Because I think an important key to, like, Sam and Diane on Cheers and something that maybe these shows weren't grasping was as characters, the character of Sam and the character of Diane could exist both with each other but also without each other, which ultimately they did. Shelley Long left the show. So did her character. Sam remained the main character and cheers has never faltered. It's not like losing her. And she was the Diane chambers character is an amazing television character. I mean, we should talk about cheers sometime and actually get into that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm just bringing up now because that is a show that I think informed friends and informed a lot of different sitcoms, how these things work. But in the case of cheers, it wasn't the only key to that show. And on friends, Here's the spoiler, I guess. We'll give that, and then we'll backtrack. In the very last episode of Friends, Ross and Rachel do get together. They do. Now, they've been together before, on again off a, again. They have a child. They have a child together.
0: Prior to getting together at the end of the episode, they have That's a child. True.
1: So there's a lot that happens in that last season. And the, and the reason I'm saying it as a spoiler, I guess, is as a series – you know if you're to watch it from beginning to end it ends with them together which means that's kind of the story arc the character arc um, right. i think during that season yeah they have a kid together but they're not dating rachel gets a job offer overseas i think and she and does. wants to bring her daughter and go there ross refuses to go with her because he doesn't want to abandon his son in the states but he's willing to abandon this daughter i guess who's going to england <laughs> But, uh, but he wants her to stay, but he hasn't told her he wants her to stay. She gets on a plane, or she's about to get on a plane to go. He leaves some dramatic phone message asking her to stay. He thinks that he missed her, and then it turns out she shows up at the house, and she stayed. The audience applauds and goes crazy. They kiss, and they're together. Yes. And since it's the last episode, there's some finality to that. And that, to me, is a spoiler because what we were just talking about, the show being this ensemble— I think the first and the seasons we'll talk about, or we can talk about anything within 1994 to 99. So the first five or six seasons of Friends, <clears throat> I feel, does a very believable job of sort of dealing with you know the friendship dynamic, the the yeah. pu- push and pull of relationships, and the reality that it, Ross and Rachel didn't necessarily have to be together for it to work. I right. Think. I mean, do you want to trace their relationship a little? Because they do actually end up becoming a couple kind of early on in the series run, in the second season. Do you want to walk us through a little bit of how that worked? Yeah, and I'll do it with some spoilers
0: because, mm-hmm. for me anyway, um, and I think it's really a, a lot different now, um, we could certainly talk about how we can avoid spoilers. But I think if you're interested in pop culture, you're on websites, you're listening to podcasts, you're watching TV that talks about pop culture, and therefore unfortunately talks about who's been cast um, this upcoming season or this plot point or uh, here's a clip of what's coming up two days from now Um, I didn't see a lot of that it might have been out there but I didn't see a lot of that or read about it in the 90s when I was watching Friends so for me every episode of Friends had some you know, unknown uh, advancement of the story. Um, Mm -hmm. And we could talk about how through all of season one, Ross was pining for Rachel and Rachel didn't know until the end of that episode, that season. And I don't remember knowing that this was going to happen, but Rachel finds out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's even called the one where Rachel finds out, (laughs) which by the way, I didn't know what the names of the episodes were before seeing them. Um, so it wasn't spoiled for me. And that was a great episode. That's a fantastic episode. That was a great moment. The The bit where Chandler lets it slip as they're like exchanging gifts is by far one of the best uh, Chandler moments when she runs off and, and he's like, no, 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 Rachel, I'm in love with you. Deal with me first. It's just <laughs> it's fantastic. And it wasn't spoiled for me. I don't know if it was spoiled for you, but that no. moment wasn't wasn't spoiled for me.
1: And part of that, I think, is, I, I think a lot of what you're saying, not knowing what's coming up. At Back then, I don't think, I don't even think there was as much information online for the show. There was probably episode titles, which do give things away. But the way the show is structured and why I think it was important that it's an ensemble is, is the week before the finale, because the episode you're talking about was the season finale, and by that point, Friends, was a pretty big deal. The week before that, I think, was an hour-long episode. It's the one where Ross's son is born. And that was kind of a big deal. And I think when that one aired, I think it would have been um, right after our second year of college. So We would have been, I think, moving back to our parents' homes for the summer. So I think I thought because of the nature of, oh, The Twins Are Born, I probably thought that was the finale. So I I don't even remember if I saw the actual finale that season. I probably had to catch it in a Or something because you're right it wasn't announced so you weren't expecting it so again it's an ensemble show you're watching these friends struggle so for have this to have this plot point come up was a surprise because it's not something they necessarily had to deal with every episode and when they come back in the second season yeah ross is with someone he meets right. a girl or he or girl he knew on some paleontology plot line <laughs> and so we get part of a season where now rachel's in the position of having yeah. a crush on, crush on Ross. And here's the thing with that, she has a crush on Ross because she heard he was in love with her. Correct? Right.
0: Yeah, it doesn't
1: it's, have those feelings prior. No, and it's a little it's a little contrived for sure. Well, um what, you think contri- that It's only contrived if the goal is ultimately they have to end up together. I think Right. Her reaction, and this is why, again, as an ensemble show, not knowing what's happening, that's a very believable experience. I've had plenty of circle of friends where I'm suddenly attracted to one of them when I find something out. It passes, you know, it'll cross your mind. It's like, oh, they had a crush on me One, I wonder what that would have been like or however it works. And it changes the dynamic a little and, and, and you struggle with it for a bit. And then things eventually ebb and flow and that circle of friends works again or doesn't and somebody drops out. But... So that did make sense to me that she would feel that way. I get jealousy. I get when you see someone else who's happy, you're suddenly jealous of it. Yeah. And when she could have been the one making him happy, that would play into it. So it's not necessarily a sincere love or a sincere affection, but it's a fun thing to play with. And I think they did a lot with it at the start of the second season. Because, again, the roles were reversed. We had 20 whatever episodes of watching Russ Ross, not Russ, Ross, uh, fumble... with uh with the this these feelings you couldn't quite find. And now we had a version of Rachel doing that with what I think were probably slightly smaller feelings, but still feelings nonetheless. Right. But as the season progressed, what what ultimately happened with their relationship in the second season of the show? Uh what ultimately happened is um they
0: had was there was an episode where Rachel uh, got drunk and left a message and now Ross is hearing this message and now the two of them at this moment finally have this awareness that each of them has a crush on the other mm-hmm. and so Ross makes uh, a tough decision and breaks it off with Julie uh, who is the <laughs> other person
1: spoken as if Julie. Ross just remembered her name
0: <laughs> that's right um, I'm I'm just picturing that scene um man i've seen a lot of this show often like you've probably seen all of the show i i have so um he breaks it up with julie and wants to give it a go with rachel and that's what happens and so we have this moment yes finally they're together but in making this decision he had made a list of pros and cons and rachel (laughs) finds the con list for her and decides that this isn't worth it and so now Ross is in this place where he almost had a chance to be with Rachel. And now, now not only does he not have Rachel,
1: he also doesn't have Julie. And it's, that's, I think uh, that's two separate episodes, right? Cause doesn't one episode end I with him? I
0: think it ends with them on a high note.
1: coffee shop, And then the next one. So you think, Oh, it's happening. And then it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I, I remember like you're talking about not knowing what's going to happen in the show, surprising you. And I think there's another example of a surprise coming up in a moment. I just, I do remember the emotional, Week to week, roller coaster yeah. is done. But we'll say it of that because you didn't know. No, you didn't that, know. The, you know, like I think you know. If you watch enough sitcoms, you can figure out that the girl he was dating, Julie, is a temporary character. Of course, she's there to kind of volley between to make this romance build. But the fact that we're only in the second season and then he breaks up with her and 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 approaches Rachel—that was a surprise. Was not expecting it. It wasn't the main or the sole plot of the episode. So, you get mm-hmm. that moment, and I do remember seeing that and being kind of surprised and enjoying it. And then you tune in the next week, and it falls apart almost immediately. Yeah. And so that was she, also a surprise. It, it kept you, because uh, again, it's kind of like, well, maybe that's not the focus of the show. People were nuts for Ross and Rachel back then. It's odd because <laughs> I don't know anyone who finds Ross an endearing character anymore. Do <laughs> no, you? That's true. We talked about this on the other episode about friends, I think.
0: You know, looking back, no, not really. You know, you, you see it. F- he, his his whiny tendencies sort of come out more as you look back on it. But at the time, um, I related to him, and I related to the storyline a hell of a lot. Yeah. And I think we've talked about this before. I had uh, a girlfriend at the time, long distance relationship, an old uh, hometown girlfriend. So here I am in college. We're staying in touch. We're together during the summer, but apart during the school year and there was a lot of jealousy and will they or won't they is just in my own life. And so it was, I was totally relating to, to Ross, uh, in these moments. Yes. Now looking back, he seems to be the, the weakest of all of those three male characters, um, personality wise. And, uh, but, but at that time, and especially like the first four or five seasons, um, I was totally engrossed in,
1: in this story. Uh, me too. And I think he, it's weird. He was a relatable character then, which I get why. But also Ross, so by association, David Schwimmer, the actor who plays Ross, was considered this sex symbol. Do you remember? <laughs> People loved David, Sh- or they loved Ross so by the fault they loved David Schwimmer. I just remember like his first couple movie roles that he got while the show was on. You would see the commercials and it's just like he had to carry himself as this sexual lead. I'm just like, that does not Who is that for? I feel that the entire cast, David Schwimmer was a character that I nobody speaks. Of. Like he's funny. Like he can deliver lines funny. David Schwimmer yeah. is a good comic actor, but that character he's a good, and that character He's performed. a good Ross. <laughs> he did play Ross. Not a good Russ, but a pretty not a great good Ross. But I don't know. I, I, it's odd. Like I get Rachel as a character. I know a lot of people who still like Rachel, and while she's not the most interesting character, she has a definite story arc of of coming sure, in as, yeah, as a spoiled, yeah. rich girl and becoming, you know, really. I remember having a friend who talked about how much she liked seeing her find her way. You know, getting the coffee shop job, then getting this other job, and having a kid. Like she definitely grew. And should have grown out of the Ross relationship, I think. But yeah, the character right. Ross to me, I, I don't, again, I get relating to him given the relationship setup because I think both of us were, well, you were going through it and we also toyed with the idea of it because we were in college and that's what you do. Everything is dramatic. Mm-hmm. But what an awful character, sort of, <laughs> this character of Ross. <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, well, yeah, I guess. Yeah. if you're not desperate for someone. That's the thing. Like, what was relatable? Like, what was even endearing about Ross? He stalked Rachel. Yeah. He was a stalker. There was yeah. a pretty creepy scene that's supposed to be romantic where she's closing up the coffee shop. I think they just had a fight she goes to i don't know if she goes to lock the door or pull up the shade he's kind of just standing there like leering looking in all sad and yeah. she jumps i jump when i see it but then she lets him in and i think they hug or whatever and i'm just like this is weird he's unstable <laughs> and unhealthy and all the characters were unhealthy to a degree but yeah it's odd that this relationship and, and maybe because we're supposed to think they are meant for each other and that's what this idea of them getting together is because what happens next? They they, they 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 try to get together, they break up, and then as season two is they break continuing, up, they yeah
0: they have many episodes of season two where it's just storyline after storyline of of non Ross Rachel stuff yeah which is great because um, again it's an yeah, ensemble show and it you want to
1: not know you want to be able to follow people's stories and
0: you do and then that brings us to another uh, I think this is season two episode uh, pretty famous friends episode where we are shown an old videotape from when monica and rachel were getting ready to go to the prom and this is another great episode which is very ensemble based and it's knowing these characters like i think it's funny because you know who they are now and so their comments about each other it it, like it's these episodes that there's not necessarily like jokes and punchlines setups and punchlines but it's like this character is saying it and about this other character that he loves or likes or is great friends with. And so it's, it's just funnier. It's, it just feels right. It feels funny. It feels real uh, in, in this obviously, you know, non real environment, <laughs> but this episode um, again, wasn't spoiled for me. This is the episode where you see that via the, the evidence of the videotape that Rachel probably wasn't going to go to the prom. And so Ross was, working to get his dad's tuxedo to grab some flowers he was going to save the day and take her to the prom and the this is all stuff that rachel had never seen before didn't know was happening but now it's here on videotape and in that moment where she sees that and ross is trying to leave the apartment he's embarrassed by it um she gets over everything else that had been a problem before
1: and gives him a big kiss and they are together for a while after that and it's a very touching moment because then I'm, I've heard you say this before because you weren't expecting it. And I, I don't know Didn't, if it Didn't that, that episode. It's just, it was. Yeah, that episode was all about
0: a, a flashback. You know, it was always, it was all about that. Nothing about Ross and Rachel. We have already, through this part of the season, we'd already gotten comfortable with the fact that they weren't together and probably weren't going to be. And that was okay because we all still really like the show and these characters.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I think that's a, it's a sincere moment. There's a moment of all of them kind of witnessing Ross and Rachel coming together. And again, because it was this surprise, yeah, like you just said, it feels like it should work. By the way, how old would you say they are at this point? Like, how old is Rachel? 14, 15? I'm sorry, in, in the real time of the show. Um, What are they? Like, they're 28? So prom still has this mythical impact on Rachel this event from maybe 10 years prior, 9 years prior where she almost didn't but still wound up going to the prom. She's that touched by a gesture that a freshman in college cuz that's I guess what Ross was was going to go with her like that somehow shifts her mind.
0: Well, you're 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 s- singling this out as like one event. I mean, think about the fact that they've had their ups and downs. They were almost together and and now they're friends. You know, there's all that. And this is an event that, you know, hurt her. I could imagine feeling like you were going to be stood up for the prom. I mean, it was harsh. It was (laughs) so harsh, Tim. Um, (laughs) So, you can imagine that, yeah, it would linger with her. And, but then to see something she'd never seen before, mm-hmm. that during her time of you know, extreme disappointment, um, somebody in her life who has since become closer to her than he was even at that time, she didn't realize, oh, he had a crush on me that whole time? Wow, that's amazing. Maybe I'll talk to him and we'll, we'll go out. It wasn't just a crush. It was like, look, he was going to try and save your night. He mm-hmm. was going to
1: be your knight in shining armor.
2: That's true. Um, so I could, I could day. totally see
1: and that and happening. They're still young, so it makes sense. Yeah, and yeah. it is sweet, and that it was a nice moment, and they're together for a good season, maybe. Because that's not even the maybe end even of season longer yeah, and they go into season three, maybe even longer. And it's they're an enjoyable couple. You're seeing them at the start of the couple, and I think the show. Again, they're throwing a lot of things at you because there's six characters and you're following each of them. I think Monica had her storylines of 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 dating, and Chandler had his. I mean, everyone has dating storylines, I guess. But it's still enjoyable, and I think the show was smart. The writers were smart in pacing it because once Ross and Rachel started to settle into the relationship, like there was a lot of fun in them starting out and struggling with it and figuring it out, and, and all these, you know, just again typical sitcom tropes, but done well. That once the relationship was maybe becoming too, was just becoming constant, they shook it up again and they broke them up. They broke mm-hmm. them up a second time, which is where the famous "We were on a break" comes from, I believe, because he ends up sleeping with um, a girl from a copy shop, C O P Y, I think. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself
0: for for not remembering her name. I, I I should I, I should remember her
1: name. But, yes, it's the copy girl, yes. and I can't remember her name. I can't either, but Ugh. I feel like that breakup sets up some of the funniest, well-earned tension and also emotion that that show ever had because after that breakup, they're at each other's throats for a while, and they have a reason to yeah. be. And what was interesting about that is, again, an ensemble circle of friends how interesting to see the thing where everyone's impacted like there's an amazing episode after they break up and i think it's after that breakup unless they broke it up multiple times i'm losing track where like rachel wants to make a plan ross wants to make a plan and everyone's kind of torn by what do we do who do we check with what are the rules for this and again everyone's involved you don't know what the outcome is you don't have to know what the outcome is because it's something you can relate to and all these characters are able to participate in the story And they were broken up, and I think it was such a good use of getting them together, broken up. And then they all go on with their lives. And there's some struggles, like Ross gets engaged, but then he's still pining for Rachel. It goes back and forth, and it's fun, and you don't know. Because, like, the Ross engagement, yes, it was hurried, it was rushed, but it felt real enough, you know, like it could happen. I think it did happen. They still get married. So all these plots were allowed to keep going because— There wasn't the guarantee or the need to think that they had to be a couple. In fact, they work better when they've just broken up than as a couple. I think. Yeah, and then I would agree. The moments they shared where they connected were always sweet and endearing. And I think, as for myself, watching it, those were important moments because I wasn't. It wasn't connecting yet. We we constantly talk in this fucking show about how I just was always attracted to anyone who was my friend and how I used them to create these (laughs) scenarios. And I wish, you know, I was getting that from TV and movies and something inside of myself as well. But, you know, I I wish on these particular friend episodes that I was tapping into the fact that they're friends now. And these sweet moments between Ross and Rachel are because of the friendship and maybe not this relationship. And I wish I'd realized that a little. But, you know, it's not that I need to base my life around these shows, but that definitely influences it. But all of that is, is enjoyable, It's and you're, I felt more invested in it. Because, again, it wasn't like we have to get these two together. We can see what happens if they don't get together. We can see what happens in their lives and their other characters' lives. Yeah. And I think the show benefited because there was this slight unknown uncertainty that made the idea of them possibly getting back together even more interesting because – as the characters demonstrated, the pursuit was always more interested than, interesting than the relationship. And then the start of the relationship was always more interesting than the stability of the relationship. So why not have the hope of something happening, but not know? And the show managed to maintain that for a good number of seasons, partly because they gave us Chandler and Monica who were an unexpected coupling, I think even for the writers and it was a natural progression and then they got together and I was never quite sure if that would last or not. The writers weren't sure if it would last or not, but the fans liked it enough that it became an organic coupling and they ended up spending most of this, more than half of the series together as a couple. And that felt real and that was fine. And it made Chandler a slightly more boring character, but it was fine (laughs) because it was unexpected.
0: Yeah. And, and it was unexpected, and like you said, it, it felt natural. It felt like the right progression for these characters. Do you think that the fact that now at the, the back half of the, the run of the series, now that we have a couple in the series, a good couple, a stable couple, sure they had some wacky episodes, <laughs> uh, but generally they were a stable couple, um, do you think that diminished the Ross-Rachel storyline? It definitely. They kept relying on it. They kept going back. Oh, they would always go back to it. But I and maybe it was just because it was going back to it. But 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 more so, I think maybe because you had uh, a couple now, a successful couple in the series, that the
1: Ross and Rachel stuff sort of took a back seat to that uh, for a time. It became redundant. And even, I think it's like we don't want to see another I, couple of friends get together, do we? Right. And then if that happens, doesn't that mean Joey and Phoebe have to get together? And that's. That's the thing that I, I – yes, I, I think it impacted that. I think the choice to put Monica and Chandler together was a great creative choice because it really was out of the blue, not paced that way, but also made sense. Like that season where they first sleep together, it's the end of the fourth season I think, it starts uh-huh. with Chandler expressing interest in Monica and Monica saying, no, you're always just going to be the That's guy right. who peed on me because of the whole starfish stinging him thing.
2: And the season right. before
1: that, they do an episode, and we talked about it on the Benji podcast episode where they show what it was like a couple years prior when they were younger, and we see Monica and Chandler almost hook up, but they don't. Right, and it's an episode where all the characters almost hook up, so we kind of pass that off as okay. That that was that structure, but it's it's planted in there enough that it, it again is felt organic. So I think having that happen. And having that work, yeah, probably almost threw a wrench in whatever they were playing. Because I would imagine they always thought Ross and Rachel would get together in the end. That does seem to be what they fell back on, anyways.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine that they never that that there was ever a consideration that they wouldn't see. And this is where... you know, I mean, I almost feel like the 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 that ending was a foregone conclusion. However many seasons the show went. Um, whatever back and forth was going on during their relationships, whenever this series got canceled, it was going to end with them together.
1: Well, here's the thing it almost didn't, first of all. Um, when this. Explain yourself. The episode that's the finale of. What season is it? Again, it's a 2001 episode, the finale of of that season. So I know we're breaking our rules to talk about it, but... You and I can talk about this, but we're going to have to bleep it out for the listeners at home. And (laughs) 14, or and I already fucked that joke (laughs) up, sorry. The one where Chandler and Monica proposed to each other, there was a possibility that that was going to be the finale. They were in some contract negotiations or something. So they structured it in a way that at least it would be rewarding. Oh. And... I did not really And, realize so, and that. in that, it's like there's no Ross and Rachel in that episode. Ross is barely in that episode. And there's no question. Like, I don't think there was anything, even though that must be around the time that he got her pregnant because she's pregnant. No, it's the end of the next season at the wedding. So, yeah. So they could have ended it. At that point, I think Monica and Chandler were the premier characters on the show as a couple. Right. So I feel yeah. like, and it would have felt natural to have them be the couple. I would have liked to have seen the show go to an end where they weren't together. Oh, sure. Because, And I think they I think they were constantly experimenting with that. Like, I don't think they were necessarily set in their way. I guess you're right. It, it, you said foregone conclusion, which made me laugh because of the band from the office. But I do feel like that's the assumption. Everyone's like, Oh, they'll get together. But I feel like they toyed with it so much. They pushed them away. They kept them in different directions. they, they had the whole Rachel and Joey relationship, which I feel like they were trying that out, like legitimately, and that was an interesting route to go because you're invested in all yeah. those characters. No one's really the bad guy or bad gal on that. I think if they had done what
0: what could have happened there, if if the series had ended at the end of season, what was it, maybe five or That's six? Really
1: seven. Six or seven. Yeah.
0: That was seven? I um so. I think that the storylines and the progressions and the arcs to that point all felt pretty natural and pretty real. Um, and if it had ended with them apart, but Monica and, and, uh, Chandler together, that would have felt fine. I think that would have been good. I think once you go another season and another season beyond that, um, and things are stretched to, you know, oh, now they're adding this aspect and the, this wacky episode. And now she's pregnant with it gets a little, you know, um, there they're, it's not as uh, it doesn't flow as well. I think it doesn't progress as well. And I think they're just stretching out the series because people like it. Sure. And I, I'm not saying I hated those episodes, but clearly it wasn't, it didn't have the same, um, the same appeal as, as those earlier seasons. And so I think at that point, that's when I think at that point, you can't end it any other way. You have to satisfy everybody and and put them together. I think earlier, I think you're right. I think it would have been okay if it had ended earlier season six, season seven, Without them together That
1: would have felt fine Because You're saying it didn't work Because they had to put them together The moment it stopped being about And I keep saying Throughout this very Consciously This ensemble of friends The moment it became about Romantic couples That changes the dynamic of the show And to have one be successful You can do it once That's Monica and Chandler And maybe that should have been the end Because I did not enjoy seeing them married You know They became dull characters to me After they got married but, yeah. I don't know, I think it ruins I think the show set out to be something else. And you can read interviews with the creators, and originally, when they were putting it together, they thought, well, Monica and Joey will hook up, won't they? There'll be some sexual tension there, And there wasn't, and they you know, they play on it on it in a flashback episode. but I think they were open to all these ideas because when it started, it was about friends. and I think the show did some accelerated... You know, the way friend circles work, I guess they accelerated a little bit. But Rachel's getting pregnant. Rachel looking for a a, a bigger job. And then ultimately, Rachel finding one overseas. I mean, these are, this is a good story arc for her. It is her finding her own way and doing things on her own. I think the fact that she was raising her daughter by herself was a big deal for her and for the show. And, And I feel like follow that you know and that's why there was a part of me i thought well maybe they won't get together because i would not have minded a finale where she leaves you know where ross does all the things he was doing anyways but she still goes you know and there would be like mm. maybe some touching voicemail message or you cut forward a few years and he's visiting like there'd be something i'm sure because you you want to give the audience something but how much you, more you say that now w- i i think you're saying
0: that now removed from it but i think in that in that moment of watching this beloved series come to an end i think in that moment if if they didn't if they hadn't gotten together that would have uh, disappointed you i oh, think it would have dis- i think it would have disappointed I mean, a lot of people maybe not you maybe not you i mean it definitely You're-
1: played on an expectation i mean it played on this thing that we want them together and we think they're going to be together but Remember when we wanted them together and they were broken up? Remember when we wanted them together and they didn't know it yet? Like Those were always the more interesting episodes.
0: True, but you knew that there was going to be an, an episode to follow that and an episode to follow that. This is your last episode. This is your last chance, and whatever happens in this episode, you presume is going to be what their life is like. And so that's why I think it had you weren't
1: going to have any other – uh, conclusion, but them being Any together. Another foregone conclusion? Why not Indeed. indulge the fact that her life is still a good life? She has a child. She's raising a child. She has the job she wants. She's making it for her world. She has said her goodbyes. This is a very touching episode where she's saying her goodbye to all her friends, um, except for Ross, I think. I think that's when they sleep together again or something. I forget exactly how it happens, but it's like, why not let that be? Because then they're still friends. When she says goodbye to those friends, they're still friends. That's the show. And then maybe Ross learns something. Like, you know, he realizes that whatever they had, there was value to this friendship. They still have this friendship. There are episodes where they dealt with that, and it was very touching. There are some times I liked Ross. And I think there were some episodes after they would break up where he would do something for her, and it was touching because he was still her friend. You know, and it was still up in the air because those things seem manipulated when you're like, Oh, they're just going to get together. So he's doing this to win her back when it's open-ended. There's still this idea that, well, he genuinely likes her and cares for her. And she genuinely feels for him and cares for him. I don't know. I mean, again, I don't know how it would have turned out, but I feel like that episode ended with Joey and Chandler saying goodbye to each other. And that was a very meaningful goodbye. You know, when Chandler's moving out, that was the most touching moment to me of that show of that finale and that that worked and i didn't know where that was going but knowing i don't know i just feel like given the show as a whole knowing they're going to be a couple because i don't think i always knew that's how it was going to end like these episodes we're talking about from the earlier seasons that we were enjoying i wasn't thinking like of course they'll get back together because we had seen it happen and then we had seen it fail the show gave us options for that and yeah. those episodes, I think, work so well. Like, even the the wedding in England, like, I was like, he's getting married. Part of me was like, is he off the show? Is this David Schwimmer getting off the show? And then... You were hoping? Not hoping, because I think I still enjoyed him at the time. But in that, you know, it was the finale to season four. And he says Rachel's name instead of his wife's name when, when he's doing the vows. And then we cut on that. And when we came back to, you know, for the following season, I thought, okay, well, that's how that's going to be. But he still marries her. I'm like, oh, he went through with it. And even though it only yeah. went for like five or six episodes, I'm like, he still went through with the marriage. This is interesting. There's the possibility that they're going to stay together. There's the possibility he's going to move. There's the, you know, like I liked seeing all those tensions. Cause it was a dynamic to this group of friends. And maybe it was a little bit of force. Like, cause I guess somewhere in my mind I could have, you know, I knew how shows work, but not knowing and not having to have them get back together, just allowed for, allowed me to be more engaged in the stories because I feel like that the finale to friends is a pretty manipulated finale. I think, whereas he, where he, yeah,
0: absolutely. Arc.
1: But the other times it didn't <clears> feel yeah, that I, way.
0: No, because yeah, the other times it, it it's, it's new enough and ongoing and, and progressing to the point where anything could happen. I think after 10 years, 10 seasons, of so many different scenarios and so many different um, possibilities and it all kind of comes back. I, I just, yeah, I just keep coming back to the, to the fact that I just think if you didn't do that, cause they're not just servicing, the writers aren't just servicing these characters. I mean, everything you're saying is great. It would be great to see Rachel find her own way that that was the whole point of her story. Uh, and to go off and do it, that would have been fabulous, but they're also servicing the audience that has been with the show for for 10 season and has made the show a number one hit for years and years and years um not near the end of the run but it was
1: still a number it, one hit in this last season was it number one yeah, i think so well, wow we'll have to research good that, for it but... yeah but um
0: so and, and like you're saying you know how tv shows work after that long i i think yes early on it could have gone either way and we would have accepted it and felt good about it it would have been natural and, and felt right but i think by this point it's just what you were expecting and they even tack it on i think it's not like this the last half of the series last half of that season was about them coming back together
1: it felt very tacked on at the end so it's not a good ending like, and here's what i'm gonna it's say it's not great
0: did you ever see the last no. episode
1: of Cheers? Um, I, I did see the last episode of Cheers. I haven't seen it enough to know it by heart. The last episode of Cheers, because we were talking earlier about Sam and Diane, the will they or won't they? Yes, she left the show. The finale, Diane comes back, comes back to the show. It's like an hour and a half episode, comes back into Sam's life, and they decide they're going to get married, and they get on a plane, and they're all set to take off to go get married, and they have second thoughts. And it's a pretty funny scene how it plays out. And Sam ends up leaving and he comes back to the bar and he and, Di- and so he and Diane are done. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Yes, she left the show. Maybe that's why.
0: Totally makes sense for that. Oh that's But s- it works. Serious. And I,
1: I feel like when she came back. Yeah. But a lot of people wanted to see them together. It's Sam and Diane. Shouldn't they be together? But it it was an engaging and- story. Not something that we knew was going to happen because she had left the show. So that was kind of off of our minds maybe so maybe tack down a little bit like the friends once so maybe this isn't the strongest metaphor. I just feel like you can do it. I just think because you can do it, but I think there's service, but I think fan, that's a different, so if we know it's going to happen. And I guess this is like with any romantic comedy, like, do they really work if we know that the people are getting together at the end? Doesn't that dampen the impact of any romantic comedy? When we talked about when Harry met Sally, I think we've talked about this. I think, you have
0: that suspension of not. I guess you wouldn't call it a suspension of disbelief, but I think it's more of because you know, they're going to get together. It's about how they get together. Yeah. But
1: you just said so, like, were so that's why together in that final season. So doesn't that just seem like the wrong way to have gone? Um,
0: pro- it, probably if you were trying to make a, a, a smarter, more impactful, um, uh, impression and a more impactful s- series finale, yes. And I think that's what Cheers did. I think that's a smarter show. I think that's if, if uh, popularity-wise, maybe Friends is is the bigger show, but I think Cheers is the better show. Um, I'd have to go back and watch. Cause at, I,
1: we were the audience for Friends. Look how it hit us. It was smart. We could compact it. like It yes, was smart. I'm not so. saying. Uh, yeah, but
0: I, I, I think I think you would say that Cheers was was at a quality level a, a little bit above Friends. And so it doesn't surprise me that that Cheers took that different route, took a different path with the, the ending and didn't put them together. Um, and it made sense too because, like you said, she hadn't been on the show. Maybe she'd come back for a couple guest spots here and there. Um, and I'm not trying to diminish Friends at all. I love Friends. Um, but because of what it was and because – there wasn't any portion of time where Rachel wasn't on the series. Um, it wasn't to me. It's not a spoiler that they
1: got together. Okay. That was going to be at the question. end. It's not then like, if you knew no, that, it you is, knew that from it, the start of the show, they will get together.
0: I knew that from the pilot. Now that was my assumption at the, in, in the pilot. But like you're saying, I agree with you. There are stages in the run of the series where I didn't know it mm-hmm. anymore. I wasn't sure. Um, 5, 6, and 7. But then 8, 9, and into 10, that the, they weren't going to end it any other way.
1: Which spoils the impact,
0: though, doesn't it? Spoils the narrative. It does. I mean, yeah. yeah, for sure, for sure. All right. I have another spoiler,
1: actually, to share. Uh, Joey gets a spinoff. <laughs> Which spoils the good name of Tribbiani. <laughs> and we'll be talking about all 32 episodes of Joey. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, he does. He did.
2: Thanks for listening there. Uh, We were so much younger and poorly processed. You can find this and uh, other episodes of 20th Century Pop at the Not A Hologram's webpage of nahpods.com. You can also subscribe to the show there. Follow it on Twitter and Instagram, at 20popcast, all of that information. Bob and I will be back next Thursday uh, with a new episode, intending to replicate what September used to be like, um, as the both of us head in like freshmen to Saved by the Bell, the college years, which is just like Saved by the Bell, the new class, uh, but with different clothes. Over the years, you've watched them grow, but it's time for a Say by the Bell graduation. And this is our last night together. But wait, look who's going to college. The Three Musketeers back together again. It's your first chance to see the new kids on campus. I would have known college was this good, I would have skipped high school. In the world premiere of Say by the Bell's primetime special, NBC Saturday at 8, 7 Central.